0: The women, then the woman, this is about the woman at the well that we studied last week. That Jesus came all the way from, uh, uh, he went right through Samaria. And the Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans, right? Now you're talking about prejudice. They, They have nothing to do with it. And here Jesus stops by a well in the middle of the day, which is super hot. Because in the Middle East, especially in Israel, it's very hot. And here he stops by and speaks to this woman who's had five husbands. And the one she's with isn't even her husband right and yet God speaks to her and then the Bible says the woman that left her water pot went her way into the city can we read it and said to the men hmm what look at this and said to the men come see a man who told me all things I ever did could this be the Christ then they went out of the city And came to him verse 39 and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified he told me all that I ever did so when the Samaritans had come to him they urged him to stay with them and he stayed there two days and many more believed because of his own word then they said to the woman Now we believe, not because of you, right? Not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard Him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. I want to talk to you on the subject of what have you heard? What have you heard? Heavenly Father, we pray, we ask that your word become revelatory to us this afternoon. Let it leap off the pages into our heart. Lord, let uh, our minds be able to understand, our, our hearts to receive and our ears to hear. Bless your word, let it become revelatory and raiment to us this afternoon. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, before I start, uh, I got a text from our, one of our overseeing bishops, Bishop Gregory Hawley last night, and he, he sent me this text. It says, religion says this, I messed up, my dad's going to kill me, right? But sonship says this, I messed up, I need to call my dad. See, if you've been around me a while, I always tell you, religion leads to one thing. What is it? Death. See, religion tells you, you messed up, your dad's going to kill you. (laughs) See, that's death. Um, But sonship says, I messed up, I need to call my dad. See, the, the enemy, when we mess up, he's always trying to put fear on us. And fear causes us to be separated from the ones that help us. When, when we are going through hard times, what we want to do is run. And what we realize is if we run, we are being distant from the help that we need. Look, In my home, when my kids are are, are, are under stress or they're going through, I don't want them to run away from me and my wife. I want them to run to us. And what separates, sometimes they don't want to run because they say, Dad, I'm afraid that you'll be mad and you're going to kill me or yell at me. I say, but baby, you don't understand. I am your help. You see, I am the one that can help you, relieve you of your pain. Some of us run away from brothers and sisters around us that could be the very people that can help us. See, because the enemy says, oh, they're going to judge you. They're going to talk about you. Did not you know you messed up? See, uh, God doesn't want us to run away from him. He wants us to run to him. And there are often times that when we are so isolated that God would come to us because he cares for us so much it's like this woman in the chapter 4 he, she had five husbands y'all that's a lot of husbands and the one she's with it wasn't even hers but Jesus went to her and he didn't judge her but he says to her that I am that living water if you drink of the water I have you will never thirst again Isn't that amazing? And the minute she says, I perceive that you are a prophet, she leaves her water pot and she runs. And the Bible says that she ran into the city and said to the men. Ooh, that's interesting. She didn't talk to any woman, but she said she spoke to the men. Hmm. That's funny because to me, words in the Bible mean something. She said, and she went and spoke to the men and not um, the women. Uh, Because oftentimes, uh, I want to tell you this really quick. Um, It wasn't the serpent that deceived Adam, it wasn't the serpent that tricked Adam. It was actually Adam's wife, Eve, that was tricked by the enemy, the serpent. And it was Eve that told her husband that you should eat of this fruit. You see? And so women, you women, have power over men to persuade us because it started from the very beginning in the Bible. It's funny, when you read about the story of Esther... Hello, you're walking with that uh, that uh, Mordecai her her uncle that needed help because the, the, the the people were in trouble What did her Mordecai he said Esther go and prepare you're gonna we're gonna fast and I hope that you fast and you have the words to speak to the king to stop us from being in trouble there are anointing that God has given women to persuade men to do certain things they would not do that's why wives don't ever give up that power within your own marriage to persuade your husband because God has given you that authority to persuade your person other people might not be able to change his mind but God has given you the authority to change his mind be careful how do you use that anointing there are a lot of people can't change my mind but my wife could change my mind it's true there are certain things that she could say to me in her way it's hard for me to not change my mind. See, all the wives are like, yeah, you know it. Yeah. Be careful you don't abuse that power. Be careful. And she says to the men, now, I want you to go with me to the book of Mark chapter 16. And, and I'm just laying the foundation of uh, this subject of what have you heard? And in Mark chapter 16, I'm just going to read it in verse 13 to 18, it says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Look at verse 15, and he said to them, he wasn't just talking to one person, he was talking to the disciples, all 12. But who do you say that I am? Hmm. And of all the 12 disciples, only one person spoke. See, the answer is not what's surprising. The the silence of the other 11 is what's surprising. Look at what he says. He says, uh, Simon Peter answered, said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said in verse 17, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Wait a minute. Uh, Jesus hadn't even gone to heaven yet. Uh, Jesus hasn't even been crucified. He hasn't even raised from the dead yet. And so yet God, uh, uh, God had revealed... Who Jesus was to Peter. I want to tell you brothers and sisters this afternoon. It it is good to hear about preaching. It is good to hear people tell you about Jesus. Um, But you need to hear from God himself. What have you heard? What have you heard about what God has spoken in your heart? Has it been just what have you heard from other people telling you what God says about you? Or have you really heard what God has spoken in your life? It's amazing to me that there were 11, 12 disciples, and yet the other 11 could not come to this revelation because this revelation was not given by the flesh. It was actually given by the Spirit. Somewhere along the line, this Peter, uh, who was a hothead, somewhere along the line, that he got a revelation of God on a personal note, that he himself heard God and spent time with God the Father himself, where God the Father revealed who Jesus was in his life what have you heard have you heard what have you heard what have you heard about Jesus in your own life what have you heard or have you just heard religious talk have you just gone to church and hear good sermon but when you come home you don't spend time and meditate on what the word was spoken oh brother and sister it's just like the woman at the well she knows that there was a messiah coming She's heard all of her life that there is a Messiah that's coming. But when she sat at the well with the Messiah, she immediately dropped what she was doing to go tell people, isn't this the anointed one? Oh, brothers and sisters, it's not hard uh, when you have heard for yourself. It's not hard that when God has spoken to you on an individual basis. It is not hard when you have an experience with God in your room for you to tell other people what you have experienced in God. You see, it's not enough to hear about God's goodness through other people. What you need to have is a personal experience for yourself. That's why the book of Psalms chapter 34 and verse 8 says this. It says that, uh, oh, taste and see that God is good. Blessed is the man that puts his trust in him. What have you heard? What have you heard that God has spoken to you? What have you heard lately about your future? What have you heard about the goodness of God for your own life? What have God told you that is in the depth that if you were to reveal it to somebody else, they wouldn't believe you? It reminds me of the story of Joseph in the Old Testament that God came to him in a dream and showed him even the stars and the moon would bow. He heard something. It didn't come to pass until he was 30, but he heard something. What have you heard in your life uh, that will forever change you? Because every person that has ever came in contact one-on-one with Jesus changed. They might have gone the wrong way for a short time, but they change. They might have left what they were doing uh, 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 and then followed him. Uh, This woman left what she was doing and walked right back into the city and began to speak to the men in a way that the men says, man, uh, I've got to deal with this because this woman right here is so passionate and so uh, 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 enthusiastic about what she heard. We've got to go and hear it for ourselves. See, brothers and sisters, uh, the the Bible says in John 4 that they didn't believe on Jesus just on what they heard from her. But they believed because they heard for themselves. And that word heard for yourself is there got to be a, a point in your life that there's a revelation of God. That God speaks to you. That you have an upper room experience with him. See, Peter here was trained by the same Jesus that James was trained by and Andrew and Bartholomew and Matthew. He was trained. He heard Jesus speak. He, he, he saw what the other 12 disciples saw. But yet in this chapter of Matthew 16, he tells Jesus of the 12. He's the only one that said, Jesus, I know you're the Christ. And Jesus says, whoa. There's no way. And he, man could reveal that to you. It can only come because my Father in Heaven told you. Oh, brothers and sisters, i am got to tell you this afternoon right now, what have you heard from the Father above that would change you? And see, you can come to church and, and get your fill of sermons, and, and the reality is the world we live in today, you can listen to 50 sermons a day on this little phone. You know what, I, I couldn't, I'll preach some of the preachers on this phone. I'm like, man, I, I listened to them. I said, ooh, they're good. <laughs> wow, they blessed me. You can listen to them while you're car. You can listen to it while you're taking a shower. You can listen to it while you're cooking. But listening to them and hearing Jesus speak to you for yourself are two different things. Because, I, uh, because the, there is a chance that you could listen, but you won't change. Oh, come on, somebody. There is a chance that you can go, but there is no revelation. Uh, here, what Jesus says to him is, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but it is my Father. Has the Father in heaven given you the revelation of what he's spoken to his word for yourself? Yes. Because how many times we've dealt with people that we tell them and they never listen. They shake their head, but in their heart say, I don't believe you. Have you ever dealt with anybody like that? (laughs) Honestly, I've dealt with people like that. They look at me and say, yes, pastor. And I know, I'm like, I know you don't believe anything I just said. (laughs) And then, and they come seeking your advice, but you know they're not going to take your advice. Have you ever dealt with that? You know, if you you deal with children, you'll sometimes get that. Or you deal with people that are, are trying to make their own way. You get that. It, uh, they'll tell you. They'll shake their head. Yes. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Are you going to do what I do? And they're like this. But in their heart, they're like this. <laughs> what have you heard? What is the revelation that God has given you? What, what is the thing that allows you to have a revelation of God that would change you? Has God spoken something in your heart this afternoon? Have God spoken something in your heart uh, this year that will uh, change you? Has God come to a conclusion in your life that said, you know what, I, I'm never going to, I'm not running anymore, Lord. I surrender. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, has God given you uh, the revelation of where your next steps are? Has God given you the revelation of who your next leader is? Has God given you the revelation who your next, but sometimes we don't want to listen because we think We know. See, this woman, I often think this woman is an amazing woman. She really is amazing. With all of her brokenness, with all of her baggage, right? I mean, she's got, she had five husbands, y'all. That's a lot of baggage. It just is, regardless if they're good or they're bad. That's, that's a lifetime of experiences, she has so much revel- relational uh, 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 experience that we would say, regardless of they're good or they're bad, that, that she would know when, when things are real or not. Uh, you, you would tell this woman that she's gone through so many experiences. Her heart's been filled with love and her heart's been filled with emptiness. Her heart has been full of joy and her heart has been broken. And yet, when she meets Jesus, no matter what he, she was doing, she let go of her water pots. And she goes and be, persuades the men to come see Jesus. Brothers and sisters, have you come to a revelation in God of what he's told you and what you've heard to a point where people want to find Jesus? Hmm. See, people aren't interested in religion. They are interested in finding Jesus. Because the Bible says that we didn't believe because of what you said. We believe because we heard for ourselves. See, when you hear Jesus for yourself, it doesn't matter what other people do. When you hear Jesus for yourself, it doesn't matter uh, what you've gone through. Uh, when you've heard Jesus for yourself, it doesn't matter uh, uh, what people say about you. Uh, when you've heard Jesus for yourself, it doesn't matter the trials and the tribulation. It won't matter if you've been addicted. It doesn't matter if you've been depressed. It doesn't matter if you've been full of love or full of brokenness. It doesn't matter because when you've had a one on one experience with Jesus, you are not going to walk away. You just can't because it changes you. It changes you. It changes you. See, I, you know, Paul would say this, that there are people that have the concision and not the circumcision of the heart. You know what the concision of the heart is? I'm glad you asked. The concision of the heart is this very simple it's like when you go into service and you feel the presence of the lord and you cry a little bit and you know you get goosebumps and it feels good and you know it's concision it just it pricks your heart oh that that's nice and you start crying and all that and you walk out and nothing changes but a circumcision is there actually is a change because there's a cut there because it's a cut there's a separation that you're left no longer the same See, a concision leaves you the same. You're just emotional. But a, a circumcision of the heart is there's actually a change. That you wanna, you're totally different. You're no longer the way you were. You, you look different. You talk different. People uh, look at you and you're different. People hear you and you're different. That's the difference. Um, that, that God uh, has given you circumcision of your heart. That no longer you want to be the old you. Now that you, you are a new you because there is a cutting away of your flesh. There's a cutting away, a separation of your flesh. Because there are some times that we feel like God, we want to be the way we are. But when you meet Jesus for real, there has to be a change. How how else will people know that you're different? Why else would Jesus say, come ye out and be ye different? Uh, Why else would he say to be separate from the world? Why else would he say that, uh, uh, that you are mine and I am yours? Why else? It's because when you come to Christ and what you have heard in him changes you. See, I can't preach good enough for you to change. Unless you have a revelation from God himself. See, flesh and blood cannot reveal the truth of Jesus in you until you come. You know, on the way to church here, I was talking to my wife, and God really gave me a different, you know, last few years, maybe last five years, God gave me a whole different aspect of what love is. Really, a different understanding. You know, sometimes we, we, we think that we love people, but when they offend us we don't love them anymore you see uh uh, i have friends that um i've made covenants with and they're all brothers in christ and some of them i've made very deep covenants with and and sometimes they get mad at me because you know i'm the flesh right and and i would say certain things and they would get upset with me and they but but then I would say, it doesn't matter that they are upset with me. What matters is, do they still love me? And you know, uh, I remember my wife coming to me one time, and she was stressed out with the kids or whatever, and she said, some, I asked her a question, and under that cir- circumstance, under that situation, she said something to me in a very harsh way. In very, you know, it was just not nice. I know my wife, she's very nice. And... She, she said it and I didn't say anything and she came back and she said, honey, I'm so sorry. I said, it's okay, honey. She goes, did I hurt you? I said, not really. And she said, really? I said, no, it's because I know you and I know that that's not who you are. See, we have to understand that we have to look at people and not judge them in what they do, but judge them on who they are. Because I know that if everything was perfect and no stress and they're not feel, and they're feeling good and hundred percent They wouldn't react like that And so how come we don't give them the benefit of the doubt uh, uh, as people But we would just judge them and throw them away. God doesn't do that. He didn't do it with Peter And yet Peter denied him. Anybody here denied Jesus? Three times Has anybody here denied Jesus three times? In front of people. Peter did it. Three times. And not only did he do it three times. Jesus warned him he was going to do it. Three times. Has anybody here Jesus warned you. That you're going to deny him three times. No. Thank God. Me neither. Thank God. But see. When you come to a revelation of Jesus. You realize that love is love. When you love somebody you love them. They're good, they're bad, and sometimes ugly. <laughs> right? When you appreciate. See, when what have you heard? And there's a lot of things in our life that we've heard from other people. Because of our culture, because of our upbringing, because of our, uh, our, our family life. We've heard this and heard that. You know what, uh, for me, what, what really is the truth is, does God, have you heard from God? Or are you just speaking what you've heard from others? Uh, I remember dealing with people where uh, they, they would quote all these great authors. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know there's people that read tons of books and I'm cool with it. But I've never heard them quote the scriptures or give me a revelation of what God says through his word. You know, they've heard, they, they quote scripture or they quote uh, quotes from books and authors what have said. But I want to hear what God has spoken to you in his word. What have you heard? What have you heard this week that you have read in his word? that would bless somebody what have you heard that God spoke into your heart that would bless somebody what have you heard that God was speaking to your heart that would change your trajectory of your life and your purpose maybe you feel stuck today it's because what God has put in your heart you're not willing to move because there is fear involved and fear is actually the opposite of faith Stop running. Stop stop listening to what the devil's trying to convince you of. Stop doing that and start coming to say, "Jesus, I'm here." And God, you will never let me go. Come. Because I heard you. I heard what you say about me. Oh, brothers and sisters, I want to end it with this. Is no matter how much you hear about the goodness of God through other people. And that's good. No matter how much you hear from my sermons and you like it. But don't let don't just walk out of here and just like, oh Pastor, you did a good job. <laughs> uh, that, thank you for that. But what I really want to hear is what did I say through God's word that allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to you and change you it's amazing that 11, 12 disciples and only one of them had the revelation that Jesus was the Messiah think about it, it says Jesus answered Peter said you are the Christ the son of the living God Jesus answered and said to him blessed are you Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you but my father in heaven brothers and sisters you cannot hear the deep things of the Spirit unless you spend time with the Father. Yes. Yes. See, we like to spend time with all kinds of people, and that's great. I love it. I love being connected. I love community. But there are some times where I need my alone time just to hear God. I need just to be left alone. You know, my wife knows there, there's times that, honey, I, I know you need to be left alone right now. And, and, and be, you know, and there's times where because I'm grumpy, she said, you definitely need to be getting with Jesus right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take the kids and we, we're gone. You just do your thing. Right. And see, there, there, are, there are some times that the answers that we need in our life cannot come from a man or a woman. It must come from the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes our flesh and our blood is, restrains us. It is, it stops us from giving you the true revelation of what God has. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to a pastor. I'm not saying you shouldn't have spiritual authority. I'm not saying that. But when you hear these things, what have you heard besides what you've heard? See, when you leave here listening to these sermons I've given you, Do you really go home and meditate? Did you know that even though I've studied the sermons, did you know that that this sermon will play in my heart for the next week? Just like last week, it's played in my heart that whole past week. I still think about it, I still chew and I say, God, there's still revelation. Why did you choose this woman? Of all the women in the world, you chose this woman. You couldn't find, you know, and, and, and then, and then be, besides that, this is what's crazy to me. That the religious man in chapter 3, which is Nicodemus, he would sneak around visiting Jesus at night. But a woman that is broken, he did it in public in the day. Oh, mm, come on. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night because so oh, nobody could see him. Because the Bible says he was the ruler of the Jews. Sometimes we want to sneak around uh, about asking Jesus about our faith. But Jesus would come out with people that are broken. He'll come out in the open during the day where everybody sees him. The disciples saw him and said, why is he talking to this woman? Could you imagine if the disciples saw him, could you imagine what other people said? See, these are things that only God can reveal to you. Oftentimes, people say, Pastor, how do you get the word that you do? How do you get a revelation? What I want to tell you is this. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit. Stop depending on a fleshly man. Stop depending on people. Stop depending and start depending on the Holy Spirit. Because guess what, brother and sister? I love you and I pray for you. And I can lay hands on you. And I can anoint you with a bucket of oil. All the, I got oil all the way from the altar of Jerusalem. It's over 300 years old is the original DNA. They kept adding to it. I can anoint it on your head. But guess what, brothers and sister? That is just a physical sign of a spiritual truth. And the only way that you and I can get a revelation of who Jesus is is by asking the Holy Spirit, teach me, oh God, your ways. Because Jesus says the things of the flesh is born of the flesh. And the things of the spirit has to be born of the spirit. You are and I am born of the spirit. And so we got to live by the spirit and not by the flesh. Stop living outside in and start living inside out. Oh, see y'all ain't hearing me. Stop. Stop thinking that uh, that, and start saying, "God, uh, allow me uh, to to live." Spirit in, outward. Spirit from my spirit to my soul to my f- body, because your body is the reaction of what your spirit does. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Your spirit is the one that should control you. That's why the Bible says, "We walk not by sight," right? We walk not by sight. And so judge everything you do in your life. Start asking the Lord, what have you heard? What have have God spoken to you these previous weeks? What have God said to you in your hours of driving to work, in your quiet time? What have you heard? And if you heard it, and it's so real and so good, can it bless other people see god didn't create you on this planet just to get married and have kids and have a good job and have a great career and live high in a hog and have all this money and have all these homes and have all these cars okay and what and then what those things are great those things god wants you you want to have an abundant life you want to have a blessed life but then what You know, it's funny, uh, you know, people look at me, and I travel the world, and there's people who say, "Pasi, you famous. My kids say, Daddy, you famous. And it was crazy, because I had some professional singers stay with us in our home this Christmas. And they said, you know, when we go to Vietnam, everybody knows you, Pastor. I said, no, they don't. They go, yeah, really, they do. And you know what? People look at me and said, I made it. But in my heart, I said, I didn't, I didn't make it. I haven't made it. And you know what I find out? You always feel like you didn't make it. You always feel like there's more. And what I realize is, is that stop worrying about that and start worrying about what the spirit has speaking to you and me. You know what I worry about is what I've heard in the spirit. My kids asked me last week, said, Daddy, I said, what? How do you come up with all these sermons every week? He said, it seems kind of hard. And you know what I tell them? I said, it's the Spirit of God, because I couldn't do it. I can't do it. And brothers and sisters, how do you live a Christian life every week? If my kids were to ask you or your kids were to ask you, said, Mama, Daddy, how do you live the way you live for God every week, every day? You know how you do it? It's not by flesh and blood, but it's because the Holy Spirit it to you and helps you encourages you because the Bible says that he's our comforter when you need him he's your teacher when you don't understand and he's your guide when you don't know where you're going and he's your peace when you have none and he's your strength when you can't have this when you don't have the strength to resist he's your strength that's why you can't depend on flesh and blood You have to depend on the Holy Spirit. Let us stand. This afternoon, I don't know. You know, I totally was going to speak a different thing this afternoon, but God just, I wasn't even planning to speak what I spoke in the way I spoke, even though I was prepared. But I don't know where you are. I don't know, maybe you're watching us. I know many people watch us, thank you, but I don't know where you are. But this afternoon, I want to tell you that there are things that God wants you to hear from Him. Change you, guide you, comfort you to move forward. Don't be afraid. Stop running. Stop trying to destroy yourself by your words. You know, I've met people that every time someone would try to get close to them, they would do something so that person would walk away. It's because they have a fear. And we call it the fear of commitment, but really, it's the fear of a broken heart. I don't want to tell you this afternoon that not leave you brokenhearted, that when you commit to him, he's already committed to you. The Bible says that he will neither leave you nor forsake you, that he's our constant companion, our constant guide, our constant friend. That the Bible says that He stick closer to us than friend. Jesus Himself said, I no longer call you servant, but I call you friend. That when you have no one to talk to, Jesus will be there when no one else is. And I don't know why I'm speaking this today. And I didn't know who was coming, I didn't know who's listening. But what I want to tell you this afternoon is there are things that God wants you to hear that only can come through the Spirit. Uh... Good afternoon.